Joining us in the studio, he's Worship the Mayor of Collingwood. We say hello to Brian Saunderson. Brian, always great to see you. Good morning, guys. What a nice sunny morning out there. Eh? It is not bad. The first day of spring, of course. And uh, do, do, do you do anything, any spring rituals? Do you? No. No. <laughs> no. And I think today I'll, I'll do a ritual walk down Main Street and check things go. out. Just yeah. checking, it out, uh, checking out the town. Now, back in your rowing days, would this be a big deal to... Is spring like a switch in the training pro- process? Yeah, well, you know, when we were out west, uh, spring just meant, uh, you know, uh, when I was in Elk Lake, it was like it was always fall, always spring. Summer and winter never had. <laughs> right. Certainly when I rode in the east, the coming of spring was yeah, a big deal because yeah, then really you're getting back out of the water, and that, yeah. that was always great news. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great to have you here. There are a few things to talk about, of course. Uh, the budget process continues. Uh, we're kind of moving quite a long ways on this now, right? Yes, we are. Uh, we've had a number of SIC meetings and lots of public input, and so uh, we will be taking the bylaw for approving the budget to council this coming Monday. And where we stand right now is a, a slight increase of 1.12% in the tax rate, uh, which translates into roughly uh, $25 uh, for the what they call the median uh, home value in Collingwood, which I think is pegged at $314,000. Right. I would think that's got to be a challenging thing to do. I know budgeting a business, and, and technically a town is just a big business. Uh, budgeting a business, you know, you, you just have, it's just numbers. You don't have to worry about the political ramifications of what your budget is, where you guys do. So when a department says, you know, they need X number of dollars and it's going to raise taxes, it's kind of hard, even though, you know, the wisdom of what the department head is saying, you're going, well, the, that won't go. Uh, well, absolutely. It, it's it's uh, it's much more difficult when you have the overlay of political pressure, and uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, we're running a municipal corporation. I mean, if we want to get into the nuts and bolts of it, the uh, operating budget is somewhere in the neighborhood of $55 million, and the capital budget is, uh, I think, at around uh, 35. So we're looking at a $90 million budget this wow. year. And, uh, and uh, so, yes, you have lots of considerations in terms of, your service delivery, your efficiencies at town hall, uh, and and your asset management plan moving forward, which is like a condominium corporation's reserve fund. We look down the road and we have to take inventory of all our assets and figure what's it going to take to maintain those assets and then just make sure we set appropriate amounts of money aside so that we're ready for those. Um, and then you've got, you know, how's the economy going to perform? How much are we going to grow this year? Are interest rates going up and down? We have worked very hard over the last uh, four previous term, and we'll continue this term to uh, pay down debt. Uh, we were at about $39 million in 2014, and, or beginning of 2015, and now we're down under 25. Uh, so you have lots of different pressures, uh, and then you want you know, the public wants to make sure that uh, you're responsible, but at the same time, they want to make sure that we're moving forward with projects like the Harbor Front, Harbor Front Project and the Splash Pad at Harbor View Park, mm-hmm. and uh, and these types of things cost money. So it is uh, an interesting, uh, it's a fine balance between responsibility in terms of making sure we're sustainable and responsible moving forward, but not being frivolous at the same time, because we answer to the taxpayers and these are effectively trust funds. I guess if, uh, you know, I think I think it's a responsible budget. We're below the consumer price index increase, which was around uh, 2% over the last year. And uh, so I think that's a win anytime you can keep your uh, costs 
uh, below the cost of inflation. Uh, I, I think you're you're working hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're looking at doing moving forward is uh, over the next four years, each year we're going to break down the base budget of a large department. So this year it will be the Parks and Recreation Department. So we're going to break that down. So, you know, every year you come forward and you're sort of building on the existing budget. And what we're trying to say is, well, let's get into the weeds on the existing budget where our starting point for the budgeting process is to make sure that those numbers are solid, mm. that we're not just adding on uh, the carrying forward programs that may no longer be relevant, could be done more efficiently. And I think part of the reorganization that uh, CAO Amin has proposed will push us down that road towards examining um, our, our customer service model and our efficiencies on the ground. It's got to be a bit of a scary time for the department head of that department when that you know spotlight comes rolling around here. Well, uh, yes, I think I think so, but I think it's it's good self examination, and it's uh, it's something I think that the public should expect. Uh, you know, I think all of us in our own lives, we sit down and we say, "Well, do we really need a landline? You know, right. it's just cable. We can stream uh, all sorts of things. You can cut costs." Uh, or find efficiencies, uh, and if you want to spend money on something else, then often you have to say, well, then I need to find that room. And so that's an ongoing process we have at Town Hall and uh, and uh, something that we're going to start doing. What are the next steps in terms of the budget? Uh, well, it will come, the bylaw will come, uh, and there will be a brief budget presentation on Monday by the Treasurer showing us where we've ended up. And it will go to a vote of council, and uh, it will uh, either be approved, or if there's some amendments, depending on the size or extent of the amendments, uh, it can get done on Monday or may have to be deferred. Uh, Because of the election, we're kind of late into the year, so we need to get this done. But we've had now three... Um, uh, There's been SIC a lot meetings. of lot of opportunity for people to make their comments to get their mm-hmm. feedback in. Did did you, did you feel that the, the residents have spoken? Did you get a lot of input, or was it more? Eh? No, I think I think we got a lot of input. Uh, you know, there was uh, uh, one specific issue uh, that had planning aspects to it, and that planning process is still moving forward. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of opportunity for the residents to speak on that in the planning process. But there has been, uh, I've received certainly a number of emails, and there was a number of comments at the meetings. So, I mean, budget is kind of a dry period of time, uh, but if you have a particular interest, uh, certainly there's lots to discuss. Uh, while we're on the topic of budgets, uh, you also sit on our municipal uh, uh, council for the the county. Yes. Uh, that budget is going through, is that? Uh... That, that budget has gone through, and uh, it came in at 2% this year, um, which I think for... Uh, the Collingwood taxpayer amounts to around $2.73 per $100,000 of assessment. Um, and uh, in our larger scheme of things, uh, of our, I mean, our, our total municipal tab for the public uh, consists of our budget, our municipal budget, uh, the provincial tax, uh, education tax, and then the, the county budget. And the county budget accounts for about 30%. Wow. of our okay. tax dollar for our residents locally. So it's uh, so that budget was done, uh, filed, finalized about six weeks ago. Um, but on the county front, we did have a very important meeting yesterday on the uh, provincial uh, governance review, which mm-hmm. has become a very hot topic. 
Um, we are looking, obviously, at efficiencies in terms of how we deliver services, uh, whether or not things could be uploaded or, or downloaded from the county to the lower tier municipalities. Or could the other this way even result in the changing of, of boundaries and, and designations? That's uh, certainly a very real possibility, John. Uh, this is part of a very large uh, regional review. There's only two county governments that are being looked at. One is uh, Collingwood and one is, uh, or sorry, one is uh, Simcoe County and the other is... Um, Oxford County, uh, but then there's large uh, regional governments like Halton Hills, uh, Peel, Brampton, mm-hmm. Niagara, and uh, there certainly is a large push in the 905-416 area code, I think, to change boundaries and change those areas into single-tier governments. So up here, the boundaries could be changed because if you listen to what the Premier is saying, he's talking about the numbers of politicians uh, for the population. So right. in Niagara region the other day when he was at the Challenger plant, he said there's 117 or 118 politicians for uh, 600,000 people. And actually in Simcoe <laughs> County, we That's have a, a very similar pretty metric. high ratio. It is high, but you have to consider their double counting some, right. right? So our municipal council gets, and all the lower tier municipalities get double counted. So you get your municipal politicians, and then when they sit on county council... They're double ah, counted. So you, can, mm. you take up two seats. Yes, I do. So I count for two people. Um, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad getting, thing. Are we getting the output of two people? Yes. I, I'd like to think so. Okay. I'd like to think you're getting the output of five. Good. But anyway. Um, and so so what they... And we have a similar metric in Simcoe County. Our population without separate cities is a little over 500,000, about 509,000. And we have 117 municipal politicians. Mm. So, so if you just look at that statement by the premier, then uh, then there's a possibility. Yes, there could be changes. Yes. Uh, finally, let's uh, talk about uh, the. I don't know if it's going to result in any changes, but the Collingwood inquiry is continuing. There's been some changes within the inquiry. Uh, a couple of councils have changed. Yes. Um, uh, but that's still moving ahead, and and they've have they published they were going to talk they were talking about having a sort of a, a chronology ready yes the chronology my understanding is it went out to the various parties okay okay and for input from their council uh but it's certainly in draft form and it's going to be my understanding is it will be released to the public before the hearings start in mid-april and uh, yes there was a recent change janet leeper who was the commission council has been appointed a judge of the superior court of ontario that's a federal appointment and uh, so the second chair, uh, Kate McGran, has moved up, and she's been working with Janet Leeper now for several months and uh, is well-informed and a very experienced counsel. So she will fill Janet's, uh, I won't say large shoes, but certainly very capable shoes. And, uh, and then she, we've now hired, or the commission has hired a second uh, chair, uh, John Mather, who uh, is, is experienced counsel and done uh, with, with some specialty in uh, business and corporate arbitrations, yeah. trade arbitration. So very, uh, very competent guy. Uh, you know, we, when you set out on this, uh, council voted for it, but it was your initiative. Uh, when you set on this, uh, it, you, you mentioned that it's not necessarily as much as being punitive, as much as just trying to make sure that the, the government is working well and and, and it's open and, and honest and, and the change will... If there's issues, let's change them and get them fixed. Um, do you think there could be some punitive outcome because of, uh, from, from at least from the stuff you're hearing so far? Well, I, I have not been privy to any of the information uh, flowing. I have heard comments uh, made by um, uh, some of the parties involved. Right. Um, and, you know, I guess my sense of it, John, and, and I think the aim of the community is to find out uh, if things went wrong, 
how did they go wrong and how can we prevent that in the future? And I think from uh, the municipal perspective, you know, of the municipalities in Ontario after the last round of amalgamations in the early 90s, we went from approximately 900 municipalities down to 444, and 75% of those municipalities have populations less than 50,000, 100,000, certainly. And we haven't really had much attention in how we do business, and, and the government really has not updated a lot of very key pieces of legislation like the Municipal Conflict of Interest Act, which are pivotal, you know, keystone foundational uh, aspects of Especially municipal government. Especially now that these municipalities are dealing with bigger and bigger budgets yes, and absolutely. bigger and bigger programs. Yeah, uh, stuff gets offloaded onto the municipalities and we're a $90 million budget now. And <laughs> uh, since the time I've been involved in in, in uh, municipal governance here, our budgets have routinely been over $75 million. So, And that's only going to get bigger especially if they do amalgamation. So so what we're looking for here is is a roadmap to make sure that the smaller governments are doing all uh, you know doing business properly and well. And uh and that's not an easy task. If out of those findings uh there are things that could lead to criminal charges uh or even potentially civil suits to recover any money, then uh, then those will be certainly from the civil suit end uh, those will be decisions for the council of the day to make. And the criminal end, those are decisions for the Crown and the police. Could it, let's say that there, there's no charges placed, could you still get into a position where the town could sue individuals or corporations based on, you know, unfair doing? Well, I think it, it, uh, there's a difference between negligence, not doing things well, and, and just uh, a bad outcome. Right. Uh, and that wouldn't lead to a civil suit. But if there was evidence of fraud or theft, uh, then certainly that's something that, that the town or whoever was the victim mm-hmm. of that could pursue. Okay. If people have any questions about some of the stuff that we've talked about today, where should they go? Oh, they can reach me at Town Hall, uh, 445-1030, extension 8000, uh, or reach me uh, by email at bsaunderson at collingwood.ca. Mayor Brian Saunderson, the town of Collingwood, thank you so much for joining us and talking to the town. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day.